the story of Adam and Eve and the apple. Mm-hmm. Do you believe it was people or do you believe it was like it's a, the story was trying to break down a different way. It was misinterpreted. No, nah, I believe the story. The story is a story. So it was the woman that that yeah, drove it was, us. It was a man. It was it was a man and a woman. And, right. the, and the woman drove us to the ground. That was <laughs> trying to say. And, it, and listen, that the woman to told the man to eat the apple, or so, whatever it was. That she say it was an apple, yeah. apple, whatever it was. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing about it is, it was more so. It was if you think about it, really, if you fo- honestly focus on it, it's deeper than that. You have it. It shows us that humans and men we're we're greedy. Mm-hmm. Because you got everything you want right everything here. Everything you want. You just can't have that one right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. That's an even in, in relationship with men. Yeah, yeah. You can have everything over here. Yeah. That one right there. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Or you can have the perfect wife over here, but there's something over there that you just want to go and grab. And if you go and grab it, it's going to mess up everything. everything. But if you stay over here, stick to the, what you got, mm-hmm. and be satisfied with what you got, and be happy with what you got, take care of what you got. You passing those tests. I look at everything as tests, and when yeah. look at everything as tests, and if you mm-hmm. pass that test, you get elevated to the next level. Mm-hmm. If you fail that test, you got to stay back down and live alone. Yeah, life is a test. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. So it's safe to say that women give bad advice to men. <laughs> no, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. I love Miss Kristen Gamble Jackson. <laughs> hey, she gives me great advice. <laughs> what if they tell you to eat something? Just be careful. <laughs> just be careful uh-huh. they tell you to eat something, right? <laughs> Describe myself in two words, rich and unemployed. These stones cost two birds. Let it count it when she bored. Deposit hit chicks, clearing ace. Nothing void. I know that ain't my ex calling. Nothing void. Where we going? Money going up. Welcome Money to the Rich and Unemployed Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Dubasan, aka Finesse. And look, before we get started, make sure you guys check out the Patreon for exclusive content. And also check the website for the merch, www.richunemployed.net. And uh, I got a very special guest today, man. Uh, well, first, are you rich and unemployed? Uh, I'm rich. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not unemployed. 50, 50, 50. Okay. Well, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let's get into I'm that. Christopher Jackson, uh, from Rock Hill, South Carolina. Father, uh, father of five, husband, and uh, damn. <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's about it. All praise to the Most High, man. Okay, what do you do? Uh, so I, I'm a senior vice president for a Fortune 500 company, as well as I have a, a stock option trading course uh-huh. I'm teaching. I trade stock options daily. Okay. Yeah. Oh, which one I'm gonna get into first? Uh, the Fortune 500 company. Okay. Okay. Uh, what company is that? Citibank. Citibank. Mm-hmm. How, how you do that? Now, I work for uh, I don't work for Wells Fargo, Bank of America, and Citibank. Okay. Uh, what I realized is when you uh, when I first got my break in working at Wells Fargo, mm-hmm. I went from Wells Fargo to Bank of America, mm-hmm. and I left Bank of America, went back to Wells. What are you doing at these banks? Uh, data analytics, risk uh, risk and controls. So I'm in data analytics and risk Fraud control. department? Uh, not fraud, more so just uh, technology. I'm making sure that technology, the risk and controls are on point. Okay, okay. Did you have to work your way up, like from uh, the teller to? You know what, though? No, I, 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 I tell you, what happened for me was this. I got a break. So mm. I was making $10 an hour at uh, Lowe's. Mm. And then before that, I was making like $17. I worked for a job for nine years. I got a $6 raise. I came in making $11 an hour. <laughs> when I left, I was making $17 an hour. 
Then I quit there and I went to work for Lowe's. Nine years. Nine years. <laughs> $6 raise, right? Damn, so, uh, but I, I left there and I went to Lowe's making $10 an hour. Mm -hmm. And then my brother-in-law, he told me about doing contract work. Mm -hmm. So I went and got a contract working at Wells Fargo making $40 an hour. So I went from $10 to $40 an hour. And from there, I started understanding the game. And once you realize you, you jump from bank to bank, they're going to pay you more every single time you go to the Oh, so kind okay, of okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So your last pay was $40 an hour. My first pay was $40 an hour. Let me... Wait. 2000, 2005, August 2015, working at Wells Fargo doing a, on a contract, an 18-month contract, making $40 an hour. Damn. Yeah. How much money do you make now with them? Uh, well, I don't work for Wells no more, but I make over, I make over 150. 150. That's a good, that's a nice income. Yeah. And then now, huh? stock trading. Stock trading. So, okay. At what point did you get into that? Uh, so I went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, right? Mm -hmm. Myrtle Beach, me and my wife, yeah. Me and my wife went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And uh, we was set this, we at the bar having some drinks and eating some chicken and all that good stuff. And then the guy said, hey, you want to do a wine tasting? Mm -hmm. So we did the wine tasting. This dude came out of nowhere, right? Well, he, him and his wife and a couple other family members came out there and they were sitting down. And they was like, yeah, we've been on vacation for eight weeks. Hmm. Now I'm like, man, I know what hotel we staying in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, eight weeks. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what he did was I started saying, I got to figure out what he does. Mm -hmm. So I threw out, I had a trucking company at the time. And then he didn't buy on the trucking company. Yeah, yeah, I told yeah. him I wanted to get in the HVAC. He didn't yeah. buy it on HVAC. But the couple we came down there with said, hey, I, uh, I want to learn about the stock market. Uh -huh. The dude's face lit up for the next three hours. He's buying us shots and telling us about straight stock options. Well, I feel like I heard this before. Um, <laughs> no, I really have. Um, so then what? So he said, uh, he said, so I didn't believe him. I'm like, uh, whatever. Bro. He yeah. said, I'm saying, he's like, uh, when you get home, give me a call. So when I got home that Saturday, I gave him a call. He took like two hours with me and he showed me like the beginner stages of everything. Yeah. He threw me in the ocean and said, go swim. So I jumped to the water and I started to drown. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> I started to drown. <laughs> I started to drown. Well, me, I lost $62,000 trying to uh, yeah. first start off. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So what did he actually teach you in these two hours? So he sat down, he showed me how to set up my screen first and foremost. Yeah. Set up my screen. Then I bought something from from like $200, like a, like a script, mm -hmm. but the script wasn't, wasn't that great, but yeah. at the same time, but he showed me how to set up my screen, showed me how to buy and sell, mm -hmm. showed me small things to look for and things of that nature. But uh -huh. it wasn't to the point where I, where I'm at now. Yeah. I need to know more, mm -hmm. but I was just so excited to know I can go into a market and mm -hmm. make money. It was crazy. But you're already making 150 at this point? Are you at that point, I was probably making around like a hundred. So I was at Bank of America that time frame. Mm -hmm. I think I was making probably like one twenty plus fifteen percent bonus. Mm -hmm. So now you're really just trying to make some extra cash. Yeah, or yeah you're trying yeah. to just make what, the M's. No, I realized one fifty wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. Because one one fifty coming, then you start adding kids and family, and yeah. you got other things you want to do. It's like okay, one fifty is not enough. Yeah, these people are living out out here living with fifty thousand a year. Yeah, I know. Exactly. He said hundred fifty <laughs> is not enough. It's, 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 it's all about your mindset, which yeah. like things you aspire to doing. Like me and my wife used to ride around looking at the biggest house in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. So we riding around looking at the biggest house in the neighborhood. We understand that fifty thousand dollars a year is not going to get that. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So we got to figure out how how we used to ride around. And always say, I wonder what they do. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm, see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. yeah. Now, okay, you drowned. Uh, <laughs> I drowned. <laughs> you drowned. Yeah. Okay, from. How long did it take for you to go from drowning to sailing? Man, so when it hit, it's like it, it really hit. I remember the exact time it actually hit. I was in the Amazon trade, mm -hmm. and I, well, I was about to get into Amazon trade, and I saw what the market was doing. I said, Chris, you seen this market do this time at the time at the time. Mm -hmm. It's going down. And boom, I got in, and I hit. 
made like a couple, like a thousand something dollars. But the thing about it wasn't the money, it was the fact my confidence, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I had built my confidence up and then from there, you know, you got your ups and downs. Every mm-hmm. day it's not gonna be a good day. You're gonna win some, lose some. Mm-hmm. But I started focused on risk management and not losing as much as I was winning and all that good stuff. And then mm-hmm. just kind of went through, not necessarily smooth selling because mm-hmm. trading is hard. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not easy, it's hard. But I'm winning more than I lose. It Was it ever a point that you wanted to quit? No. Especially after not losing that sixty-two thousand. No, no, no. I, no, I, I, I couldn't quit. The reason I couldn't quit is that first day I made one hundred thirty dollars. I said, "Holy crap! Hmm. I made one hundred thirty dollars sitting at home on this computer. I'm looking around like the feds coming. So, <laughs> I'm like, this can't be real, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, nah, I, I never thought about quitting. I just figured, I said, I got to listen. I got to keep putting more, and I got to keep learning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because a lot of people quit, bro. I mean, a sixty-two, a sixty-two thousand dollar loss. Yeah. It's not like no small change. No, it's not. What were you at financially then? Like you was good well, after that 62? With your wife like, oh, oh she ain't know about it. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell her. I can't tell everything. But you know, keep my, I had a trucking company at the time and the trucking, mm-hmm. the trucks was uh, up and down. Yeah. So I had money flowing. I always had steady money flowing in because mm-hmm. of course, I had, plus I had a job, right? Yeah. But uh, the 62,000 was win some, lose some, win some. So it really didn't feel that bad until I looked at the end. I'm like, mm-hmm. crap, I lost $62,000. Mm-hmm. But uh, it wasn't too bad. All right, let's break down trading because okay. I don't trade. Now, I was learning trading at a point, but it was hard. Yeah, it's hard. It, it was hard. hard. And then, yeah. um, you know, I said a lot of people take L's on it. So mm. let's break down for the for the person like me that don't know nothing. Okay. Break it down. All right, so think about this. So think about if I have a house for $100,000, right? Mm-hmm. It's worth $100,000. I come to you and say, hey, listen, I'm going to lease you this house for two weeks and you only have to pay me $100 for it. Now, while you have in this house, while you have this house, you can do whatever you want to do. Airbnb, house party. I don't care what you do. You can charge $10, $15 the door. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do. You get to keep all the money. Mm-hmm. But after, but by the time two weeks are up, you need to sell this house to somebody else or you have to buy it from me. So basically what it is, is if I own a, if someone owns a stock, they're leasing the stock to you mm-hmm. for a fraction of the price. Mm-hmm. And they say, as long as you have this stock for two, three, four weeks, you can do whatever you want to with it. If it makes money, you get to keep the money. You can sell it whenever you want to sell it. Mm-hmm. But as long as you sell it by the date that I say that you got to sell it by, you can keep that money. Okay, what is this called? Because I never heard of this, the date part. Never heard. It's of called it. an expiration date. So the expiration date is basically saying, okay, you got until next Friday before you have to sell this house. Yeah. And the closer you get to Friday, the lower value that stock actually becomes or that contract becomes. Wait a minute. I never knew about this. I thought mm-hmm. when you buy a stock, mm-hmm. you can hold on to it forever. forever. That's a stock. So uh-huh. what I teach is stock options. Stock options. You see what I'm saying? So, gotcha. for example, if I wanted to buy Apple and say Apple costs $100,000, right? I mean $100. Mm-hmm. If I want to buy 100 shares, I'm spending about $10,000. Mm-hmm. But if I want to buy a stock option, I can buy 100 shares of Apple for $100. Now, it costs 10000 over here if I want to own it forever. Gotcha. But if I want to keep it for two, three, four weeks... I could spend a hundred dollars over here, uh-huh. make money off of it, then sell it before before the time comes. Got you. Now, could you hold it past two or three weeks? No. So, if you say a two or three week expiration date, you gotta hold it for two or three weeks. No, I'm saying, but could I could, you, yeah, could I could. Okay. I can hold it for two years if yeah. I wanted to. And it's gonna cost more. Uh-huh. It's probably instead of costing a hundred, it might cost a thousand. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Why do they do it this way? Why do they? Why is it lower for a shorter term versus mm-hmm. a longer term? Why? Because if I hold it out for a year, I have more time for that stock to make money. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? If I hold it out for one week, I only got three to four or five days uh-huh. before I got to get rid of it and sell it. Uh-huh. So if I have a house for a whole year, I can come up with a master plan to make money. January, February, March, April, May. Gotcha. If I have it for, have that house for one week, I got Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, I got to have house party, kid, mm-hmm. and play. Right? So. Is it a lot of movement? Um, is, it, is it volatile? Like, 
Yeah. Within these two, three weeks? Yeah, it can be. I mean, it's, it all depends on what the market's doing, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, the market, the volatility doesn't come from how long I have an expiration date. It comes from just what the market's doing. Uh-huh. Right? Every, and I tell everybody, the stock market tells a love story. I break the whole stock market down mm. using R&B music and using people's personal relationships. <laughs> <laughs> <It's here. laughs> it's it. R&B music and people's personal relationships. I break the entire stock market down off of that. On your course? Yeah. I thought you about to do it right now. Oh. I mean, I can do it right now too. Is, yeah. So for example, I'm just using one example, right? So I got this thing called Mary J. Blige, right? So Mary J. Blige has a song called, I'm asking you a question. Mary J. Blige have a song called, I'm going down. Mm-hmm. So if, if you hear that song saying, I'm going down, Mary J. Blige, what's about to happen? The stock is going down. The stock is going down. Mm-hmm. So we call this thing called a supply zone, right? Gotcha. Anytime the stock comes into the supply zone on a one hour time frame and a four hour time frame, it's a high probability that the stock is going to go down. Mm-hmm. So we say, okay, everybody, Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. I'm going down and that's a supply zone. So that's an opportunity for you to buy puts because mm-hmm. we make money if the stock goes up oh boy, or yeah. down. Mm-hmm. We don't care. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So that's one thing we use. And it's, I use Jagged Edge, Chris Brown, all this stuff. Let's get married. Uh... Yep. Let's get <laughs> yep, Jagged Edge, let's get married. And Chris Brown, uh, it's never right time to say goodbye. So we breaking up. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so therefore, if we uh-huh. breaking up, that means the stock going down. Gotcha, if we get gotcha. married, that means the stock going up. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard, well, because I used to try mm-hmm. to trade Forex. Now, they say that you have to think like a computer. You got to take all your emotions out of this. Oh, you got to. Because you would basically, uh, you would have so much emotion. And so, and tied to the money that you put in, it's like, damn, I want to see this grow. You know <laughs> right. And people looking at the, uh, the, 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 the fast, the fast money versus, mm-hmm. all right, look, let's, let's use, let's use our, our, our knowledge. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's put that in work. Cause I didn't, I didn't lost some money. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I didn't lost. I understand. And that's why I quit. I said, yeah, <laughs> double forex. <laughs> but teach me about like, okay, well, tell people about like, okay, did you were you like that in the beginning? Oh yeah, man. I, shoot, man, I was up, I was up four thousand. Listen, I was up four thousand dollars in twenty minutes. I'm trading live. Uh-huh. I trade live every Wednesday. I trade live. But anyway, when I was first starting, I was still trade live, mm-hmm. right? So I was up four thousand dollars in twenty five minutes. I looked in the computer screen and said, I will not sell. I want to make ten thousand dollars. Four four p.m. came when the stock market closed. You know how much I made? Negative. Negative three thousand seven hundred and fifty-two dollars. Because I was being greedy. Uh Because you got to think about this, man. You got to think about your whole life. You've been looking for something to get you over the edge. Mm -hmm. Like for me, for example, I used to throw parties, bring people like uh, Gucci Man down to CIAA, Mm -hmm. brought Yo Gotti down, all those things, right? And we was put. We invest all this money Mm -hmm. for one night. Mm-hmm. So if I take that same mentality into the stock market, I want to make all this money yeah. one trade uh-huh, period. Uh-huh. You can't do that. Man. Can't do that. You can't do it. When you lost your sixty-two, was it in one WAP or it was like? Nah, it was over time. Like I would win some, lose some. Like my first, my first three weeks in the market, I took, I turned twelve hundred to four four thousand, right? Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, the next week after that, that four thousand to five hundred, mm-hmm. and then from there, I'm putting money in, mm-hmm. putting more money in. Putting more money in, so you win some, lose some, but I was winning more than I was. I was losing more than I was winning. <clears throat> now, did he he just only taught you stock options? Yeah, that's it. So, have you tried regular stocks? Trade? Yeah, I got long. I do long term investments well. Oh, okay. You know, you got just like your uh, apples, your Amazon. I normally uh, invest in the SPY S and P five hundred. Okay, now with the stock options, are you still trading 
Apple and the big companies, or no. is it like I trade one stock. No, I where's well, the index? I trade one thing at all times. I trade SBX. Uh-huh. SBX is basically the S and P five hundred, and it's a break. It's a uh, it's an index of all, or people call it index ETF, whatever, right? Of all the five hundred largest companies. So mm-hmm. your Amazon, Apple, Google, Microsoft, mm-hmm. all of those are inside of the SP uh, SPY. So you saying, <clears throat> hold on, because I'm a little confused. Okay. The SPY has a bunch of companies. Bunch of companies. Yep. You only trade one. I just trade the in the whole index, the whole thing, the whole thing. How is that even possible? So think about this: if you had this podcast uh-huh. and you got five other podcasts, mm-hmm. but this is the big one, so all these other podcasts are inside of your rich yeah. employee podcast. Uh-huh. Think about the rich employee podcast is SPY, and then Apple is a podcast, Google is a podcast, Amazon is a podcast, mm-hmm. but they're all a podcast inside of. Mm-hmm. Okay, like okay, these five, right? Yep. If if let's just say Apple went down and Amazon went up, so all of this, the big one is just reflecting Averages. as an average. Yeah, exactly. Got you. Exactly. Okay, exactly. okay, okay. Exactly. And now you got five hundred companies. Yep, five hundred companies. In there. I feel like you can't lose. <laughs> well, I tell you this: the stock market goes up. Mm-hmm. No matter what people think, no matter oh we had, this whole year we lost X Y Z. Over the course of time, the stock market goes up. Uh-huh. So I tell everybody, I mean, I'm not giving financial advice, but everyone should be investing in uh, SPY and SPY. Everybody, everybody. Over the course of time, SPY goes up six to eight percent per year. Oh wow! On average, but you can't hold when you're trading options. Yeah, I can hold it for two years, up to two years. But then you got to pay more. You got to pay more. Yeah, you got to pay more. But at the same time, you're paying more, but you're also making more because mm-hmm. you have you can buy more. You can buy more shares and still at a fraction of the price for someone that just started. How much you think I need to start? I tell everybody five hundred to a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars, five hundred to a thousand. The reason why I say this is this that you like, can risk. Yeah, that you can risk. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Definitely trade whatever you can risk. Mm-hmm. Right. But to your point, what you were stating about the emotions, mm-hmm. if you start off with five hundred to a thousand dollars, that's going to get your emotions intact. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's trading is when I tell people trading is not easy, but it's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you come in with ten thousand dollars, you never trade before. You're going to lose all ten thousand dollars. I'm telling you, you're just going to lose it. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you come with five hundred to a thousand, you may start off losing some. Right. But then you're going to start getting your emotions in check and say, OK, I can't do this. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. that's got you. Now, how long did it take you to learn this to get it right? Almost a year. One almost year? A, almost a year. Damn. <laughs> almost a Yo, year. I know people that have been doing this for a while. Up and down. It's the thing about up and down, up and down. Like, I was, li- I'm, I'm in the market. Like, every yeah. single day, kids running around, mm-hmm. working a full-time job, trading. I mean, uh, running a trucking company. All these things, I'm doing this all at the same time. But when you make that first $100, first $1,000, it's a dry to say, holy crap. I could turn this 100 to 100000 if I made a if I made a thousand dollars in one day, mm-hmm. I want to figure out how to do it again. It's no, it's no, it's nowhere in the world you make a thousand dollars trading stock options in your at your laptop in, in your house or wherever you at on your cell phone, and then you lose something and you say I'm not going back to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's like it's, it's in my personal opinion, you cannot go back to it. No, I feel that. Um, one year. Mm-hmm. Now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little scared though. I ain't gonna hold you. Like I just took too many L's. Now <laughs> I feel you. How much how much would you say you make from a year from this? Six figures. Yep. Now what's stopping you from making seven? Risk. Oh, just risk management. Risk management. I know myself, for example. I remember one time I had like us 
I was going, I was going crazy. I don't know what's wrong with me. But I had about like sixty thousand dollars in a in a, a trade one, sixty thousand dollars in my trading account one time, and I was in Tesla, mm. and uh, <laughs> and I thought I can bully the market. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, the market, the stock is going in the wrong direction. Say for example, I think it was one, I went to do a call. It kept going down, mm-hmm. kept going down. So every time it go down, I'm buying more, buying mm-hmm. more, buying more. Next thing I'm about forty, fifty thousand dollars in that stock. So every single move, I might be losing. If it goes the wrong way, I'm losing about a thousand, fifteen hundred every every move. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And I'm like, I'm next thing I'm looking, I'm down twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen thousand. I'm like, mm-hmm. holy, I can't do that again. Mm-hmm. So now I don't trade with a, I don't trade with a heavy like a large, large amount in my account because my whole goal and this is why I tell everybody, pay your mortgage first. Mm-hmm. Take care of your mortgage. Everybody want to get rich off of trading, but listen, instead of, instead of trying to get rich. Just take care of your mortgage first. Mm. How many people done said, if I didn't have to have a mortgage payment this month, mm-hmm. I can save some money? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I kind of work. Do you use, um, have you used a demo account? Yeah. So when I first started trading, I paper traded for probably about two and a half, three minutes. Then I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said, I couldn't Man. do it. So I, but I, I tell everybody, at least I say, listen, everybody, you should at least take a hundred paper trades, right? Yeah. Fake account, fake, uh, Fake money, TD Ameritrade, they can swim, give you $200,000 of fake money. I tell everybody, make 100 trades before you go into the real market. Mm. Man, I traded paper money about two or three minutes, man, I couldn't do it. Hey, listen, I would do the same thing. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't got time for this little man. Got time let's go ahead and get in the field. <laughs> Put me in the game, coach. So I got, I jumped in the game, man. No, no helmet, no shoulder pads, no uh, nothing. Uh. Right? And uh, that's how I lost the $62,000. If I can go back, I would definitely paper trade a lot longer. You think so? I know so. But. I think that by you losing that sixty-two thousand, it just it puts something in you like, dog, I gotta get this money yeah, back. It did. I gotta go get oh, it back. You know what I'm back. saying? But mm-hmm. if you was trading for what, a hundred trades, how long is it gonna probably take? Maybe it's three, four months? Yeah. Okay. Not, yeah. yeah, you three, four months back. Yeah, I mean That's true. Yeah, it, that's very true. It's two way it, yeah, you can definitely look at it that way and then the same way, same time you can say, okay. If I wouldn't have lost six two, maybe that six two would have probably been. I could have made that six two go to a hundred, hundred easy instead of me making a hundred, then just get my money back. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So yeah. Let me ask you a personal question. Um, okay. What's up with the gray hair? <laughs> <laughs> now this is my real hair though. Uh-huh. This is my real hair. For sure. So when I was 14 years old, I got the shower, looked in the mirror, I had a gray hair right, one string gray hair right there. Yeah. And ever since then. It's just been going crazy. Like, but when I got married, though, the whole thing just went great. I don't know what happened. So right? you're not 55. No, <laughs> I'm 30. What am I? 36. 36. Yeah. No, I got an uncle like that though. Like, yeah, grays. You know what I'm saying? He ended up with like 40. Yeah. I get it honest on both sides. I was in Vegas and uh, when I was first, when I my hair really was like turning all gray. Yeah. The lady, she, I was, I was cashing some chips. She was like, "Your hair is so becoming of you. Don't ever dye it." I'm like, nah, "I'm not." No, nah, it's pretty cool though. It's pretty cool, especially when you got a young face and gray hair. <laughs> I ain't got no hair, so I mean, right. So you wasn't stressed at all. It wasn't. Nah, it was. It wasn't stressed. It, it just happened. My yeah. grandfather on my, uh, my grandfather on my mom's side, and my grandfather on my pop's side. They both had both of them. Mm-hmm. What was the most stressful point of your life? You think? Uh, most stressful point of my life. I'll be honest with you. I would say my the most stressful point of my life when I started making a hundred thousand dollars a year in a job. Why? Because I was still. I realized that I was making $100,000 a year and I was still trying to pay back Adam, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. when you, you think, okay, listen, I'm making $100,000 a year now, mm-hmm. right? But all these other years, these nine years I told you back earlier, mm-hmm. I was making 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and life was still going forward. Yeah. But my money wasn't going forward. Got you. Yeah. Damn, bro. 100000 so, Yeah. 
Some thousand. people would like that would save their life. I just don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't think one hundred thousand saved people's life. One hundred thousand a year from a job is not really what it's cracking mm-hmm. to be. It's 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 not. Mm-hmm. It's not. Even a million dollars, like when people say a million, yeah, I want a million. You know, after taxes and you know yeah. stuff that you're gonna buy and, and blow. You ain't gonna have a million. No, it ain't the same. Not. You really need ten, really like twenty. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, growing up in South Carolina, mm-hmm. was you poor? Yeah, we ain't have. I mean, my mom, my mom worked two jobs. Yeah. Right. So she worked uh, retail. So she would be at work at eight o'clock in the morning. Get off at five. Go to a part time for five to nine. At the nine o'clock, she come pick me and my sister up at my grandma's house mm-hmm. or my nanny's house, and then do the same thing over and over and over again. And my pops, he was there too. My parents split when I was like two or three. Mm. So, you know, but he was there. So we would spend six months with my, my pops and six months with my mom. Mm. Mm-hmm. Same thing with me growing up. Like my mom, like she used to like break her back um, yeah. being a nurse, mm-hmm. get off one job, go to the next, was never around, just always at right. work. We had to basically um, grow up ourselves. But um, what, I, what I got from that, like, I don't ever want to be that. I don't ever want to be poor. <laughs> I don't ever have to, like, go to double chips. Right. I don't never want to have to. I don't even want to have a paycheck. Right. But that, that, that showed me struggle, you know, mm-hmm. real struggle from a lady that was trying to raise five kids by herself. How many siblings you had? Uh, two. Just me and my sister. Okay. That ain't that bad. Yeah, that ain't bad. I was a baby boy, so. Okay. So now, you're married, right? Yeah, I'm married. Mm-hmm. How long you been married? Uh, I think, what, 2015? So about seven years, I want to say. Going on, I think going on eight, if I'm mistaken, hope I'm mistaken. Hope I'm not getting that wrong. 29. What made you want to get married? Uh, I'm be honest with you, it was my it was my wife. Like we were together, broke up, get back together, yeah. break up. We we got to get we started talking 2010 and uh 2015 we got married. In those five years, I broke about seven, eight times. <laughs> you see what I said? That's average. average. Yeah, that's that's average. average. <laughs> that's average. So, but nah, it's just I think uh, the main thing was, I think one time we had broke up and I remember sitting on this couch and she had a shirt on. She about to go to, uh, about to go to work and she had stopped by the apartment for a minute. And I remember just looking up at her and she was just was like, man, I can't mm. let this thing, I can't let it go. You mm. see what I'm saying? So I started listening to some R&B music, I'll be sure, and all that Back good stuff. <laughs> all that good stuff, like, yep, she, nah, she ain't going nowhere. So mm. that's what made me tired. Oh, what's up, man? That's beautiful, man. Um, but you got five kids too. Right? Five kids, man. Baby kids. It's like a baby every year. Like, mm. Yes, um, basically, yeah. So we got four we got four here right now. I got a uh, 16-year-old, got a seven-year-old, got a three-year-old, got a two-year-old, and one in the oven. One in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you, are you plan on stopping? Man, listen, I plan on stopping the last when I thought I was stopping. But um, we got to talk to her about that. Yeah, she ain't doing her job to make her stop. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Blame it on her. <clears throat> you can definitely tell my game, my, my pullout game is weak. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, bro. <laughs> Did not want to say that. It was this thing on the internet. Um, uh-huh. The lady, you had to see this. The lady, the man got mad at his, I think his wife, mm-hmm. for taking money and putting her own bank account. You seen that? No, I didn't. Man, so listen, the lady, she was married to the guy. You know the story? The lady married to the guy, and was she, was she taking, was she not stealing, but like she was just secretly taking money out of his account and. Yeah, take a oh, wow. of, of the money that was like their joint account okay. and put in her own separate account. And he was like, what are you doing? She's like, well, I'm a woman. Like, what if you leave me one day? And it, <sighs> How would you feel if your, your wife had a secret bank account uh, and didn't tell you about it and said, well, you might leave me one day. I need to be secure. 
Say a little low because she here. I don't want to turn. <laughs> <laughs> now the, the the secret thing we can't have that. But I mean yeah. the secret thing it ain't no secret. But my wife now we don't have we don't have joint accounts. We still got separate accounts. So I mean she ain't got no access to the account. I mean she still I mean she have that she can, she got access to whatever she wants. Mm. See what I'm saying? But as far as just okay, we all we both got one account. We about to put both of this. We gonna put the money mm. in there. But we still got separate accounts. Mm. I think it's more so we just never thought about. Having, I thought that was like a normal thing. For nah, we use separate accounts. Let's get a joint. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's no real reason why. I mean, I trust my wife with my life, so you know. You got to. Yes. Yeah. She was right. Mm, yeah, you got to. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess if I was in that position, it's the secret part. Like, yeah, it's the you, secret. you lying. Like, are you planning on leaving me? Do you right. plan on escaping? But I mean, it brings up what else are you hiding? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you right. Right. It's bring up a whole bunch of other questions now. This is, you know? I mean, it's our money, but like, let me know about our money. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Now, you say your oldest son is 16? My daughter, I got a daughter. She's daughter, 16. she's 16. She's 16. Like, man, listen, my only fear with having daughters, I know I'm going to have a bunch of daughters. <laughs> What's your biggest fear? <laughs> man, I'm be honest with you. I just personally know this, and this is the truth, right? And I, and I think most women, women who've been through it realize it. Yeah. A woman, a child, a woman, a girl, teenager, they're going to be hurt so many times by dudes, it's going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, a dude may get hurt once in his life, twice in his life. A girl may get hurt. Every relationship. Every, every relationship, she has yeah. to pick up the pieces of whatever happened. Mm-hmm. And I just hate, I just don't want that to happen to my daughter. Because, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, I do not want it to happen. How do you even stop that? How do you even? I've been, th- I, trust me, I... I honestly been trying to figure out how do you do that, but there's really no way around it. Mm-hmm. I tell my daughter for this, I say don't, don't, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For no, nobody, no, no time soon at yeah. all, right? I just try to keep a like keep a ground on that note because that's a whole nother monster right there. It is right. It's scary. It's what real you, scary. What do you tell your sons then? <sighs> my sons, it's, it's gonna be when they get up when they get up in age. Man, I'm a it's gonna sound. Listen, this is, I'm gonna be honest. This is gonna sound like <laughs> it's gonna sound like this is what is it called double sided, yeah, whatever, double whatever. But double standard. Mm-hmm. But have enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. Be respectable. Mm-hmm. What you do, but just in, enjoy yourself. You know, just make and just understand that I try to tell everybody. I, t- I make sure I tell my sons. Listen, if you hurt a woman or a female, you're not only hurting that woman. You're hurting the most highest cre- cre- uh, creature, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So you're hurting something that's attached to the most high. So just be careful what you do. Mm-hmm. Yep. So guys have fun. Women, <clears throat> chill. Got to. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you got to. Mm. You, you really, you, you double standard again, but mm. you have to because at the end of the day is, end of the day is, if you know so much about a woman, mm. The man, the mind of a man is going to be like, uh, I don't know if I want to wife this woman yeah. because I know so much about this particular uh-huh. person. Just my thought process. Mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong. So basically you're saying that if I get to know so much of you in the beginning stages, we had sex, I know the whole other side of you. you the know whole that. list. You feel me? I know everything. So basically you're saying when a man knows that, it makes him... My just my personal opinion, yes, mm-hmm. it does. I know for me before I got married, 
definitely. You categorize people. You do. I, I, I think I can agree to some extent because especially like if I had women with sex with women so fast mm. and um, it's like it's nothing else to What's, figure out. Because the man whole per, the, the man is a, more so about that chase. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, and I yeah. think if most women understood mm-hmm. that, if most women understood that the chase is everything for mm-hmm. a man, mm-hmm. it's like the, the, and once they, once they on that chase mm-hmm. and you continue allow that, make, make that man chase, mm-hmm. he's going to just keep chasing, he's gonna chasing, keep chasing, chasing. He's going to drive him he's crazy. Gonna, right. He's going to want you even more. And then he's going to realize what he's going to realize is this, that he's not wanting you for that first thing that he wanted you for. Mm-hmm. Now he wanted you for your mind, mm-hmm. your body, your soul. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, Very true. That's very true. But we most need, women understood. We need that chase. We need that that that. Like it's like we competition is built in us. Mm-hmm. So if you rejecting us, it, I feel like I have to conquer. <laughs> I, right. I have to conquer. This. Right. And it's like okay, once you get past the stage, like okay, all right, yeah, sex, whatever. Right. Like now you really starting to get to know this woman. It's like okay, well damn, like maybe I could wipe mm-hmm. this or potentially make this my girlfriend. Okay, I, got, I like I like that answer. And I think in in. That even to my wife, the thing that made me really like say, okay, I gotta make sure I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I make I make her mind. She was really she's like Chris. If we don't be together, I'm we're done. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like make you think like, make, yeah, I like, want to live life without her, right? Exactly. And I ain't, I never heard that before. Yeah, like, beforehand, I you let me do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But when she told me, hey, listen, if we don't, if we're not together, we done. Mm-hmm. I had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. I made the right decision. You see what I'm saying? I wasn't gonna let I wasn't gonna let that thing that I wanted more than anything leave. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I think women, that's their power right there. If you if you give a guy that ultimatum, listen, it's either this or that. Pick one. Right. I'm leaving. Some women kind of just straggle around and stay around mm-hmm. and let the man still use them and right. not in a toxic situation. But no, you gotta get up out of there. Exactly. On to the next. If he playing games, next. You see this man wiped his woman up. <laughs> and that's the thing about it. They don't realize a, a woman, if a woman gives you that ultimatum and, and, and the man this and the man says, Well, I'm leave, well, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm yeah. not gonna be with you, yeah. and the woman actually leaves, mm-hmm. that man's mental state now is. Holy crap! She actually she actually left. left. So she really left me. Mm-hmm. And now instead of the man feeling like he has all the power, she's regained all the power. All the power. And now he's back to chasing what he left, mm-hmm. what he lost, mm-hmm. and it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. It's very powerful. Okay, now he, he knows something about some relationships, man. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, growing up, was you a you a dog out here? No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily a dog. I was. Uh, I very selective. My person. Mm-hmm. I wanted a dog very selective. Um, I just wouldn't be in. A, I wouldn't get into a relationship. I wouldn't get into a relationship. I would always say, "Listen, uh, <laughs> my wife might get mad at me for saying this, but I would tell. I would tell if I was taking dating someone and I took them out one time in public, I would always give them the a woman an ultimatum and say, "Listen, you can't go out in public with anybody else because you've been out of because you were out of public with me.'" Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. If you do go out and public with somebody else, we're not talking about that. Well, damn. I know it sounds crazy. No, hell no. <laughs> no. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I, you're not going to be out with me on a Monday, then out with somebody else on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're if you trying to get to know me or whatever, XYZ, if you are out with somebody else, we just not talking anymore. And I, would, and I didn't have no type of attachments to anybody. Mm. It's hard for me to get attached with somebody. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So. Okay, would you, is this another double standard? Because if you say that to a woman, could you be out? I, 
Yeah, that's what I say. It was selfish. Very yeah, selfish. <laughs> it was. It was very. It was very. It was very selfish. And I'm not saying it was right at all. But you got to just understand that's my. Mentality. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Tally at that time, right? Mm. So it was selfish. So, yes, I would still, I could still do as I please. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But I gave you the choice to either stay around mm -hmm. or not. Mm -hmm. and it was ultimately your choice. Mm -hmm. Not saying it's right, not, not saying, saying it's right. wrong. That was just how I right, operated right, right. at the time. At least I gave you options. At least yeah. I gave you options. This is what it is. You can deal with it or you can leave. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nah, I get it. I don't see nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I don't see nothing wrong with that. Somebody will. <laughs> a lot of women will. A lot of women. A lot of women I'm going to post this one too. This, this definitely got to go up. This definitely got to go up because I want to see the reaction like, oh my God, like what? But the women should just be more selective and be mm -hmm. exclusive. Yes. So like, yeah, you don't want to be out with three guys in, in, uh, during the week and then come back to me. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be in your team. Oh, keep me out of that. Choose right. your guys. I'm, I'm do me. Right. Good at. Especially in you in a small area too. When you were younger, you everybody yeah. in the same area. You know, you see, you see your partner, you see, your partner holding a hands with somebody, or you see somebody over there holding hands with somebody, yeah. you're like, man, I know my partner was just talking to her. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you don't want that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to. You Take your value down. Exactly. How many people in Rock Hill? Uh, it's a good little people. It's a good little. Not <laughs> no, it's, it's a little bit bigger than that. It's, yeah. it's like 15 minutes south of Charlotte, so we got a little. We got we get we like to surround the areas. You know, you got Atlanta. You got the areas around Atlanta. Mm. Charlotte is high Atlanta, and we those surrounding areas. Gotcha. Yeah. So you grew up in Rock Hill. Yeah, grew up in Rock Hill. Never left. Uh, I went to college. I went to uh, South Carolina State, South Carolina mm. State HBCU. Uh, for a couple of years and I came back, went to Winthrop. I came back and went to Winthrop because we was, you know, we had no money when I was in college so mm. I came back home. Why not, why not make a move like to Atlanta or something like that's, that's thriving with entrepreneurs and it's so much connections out here. It was honestly, it was never my, it was never my, my main thing. But then when I was 20, when I was 20 years old, I had my daughter. Mm. So I wasn't going nowhere. She wasn't coming with mm -hmm. me. You see what I'm saying? That was that first attachment, right? So mm -hmm. like, I'm not going anywhere if she doesn't come. But then at the same time, I was in, in, in Rock Hill, in the Charlotte area. I was doing my thing as well. You know what I'm saying? So I was, like I said, we was, I was throwing parties and uh, bringing artists down mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So I was, I was okay. What happened to the C CIAA? CIAA weekend. I think they they they, they, they moved. They, they stopped and went. Uh, I think they went to like Baltimore for a year. Baltimore, yeah, yeah, a couple of things. But CIAA was. I heard, man. I heard. I think the last year was like 2018, 2019? Uh, the year I think the year we bought we so we bought Gucci Man down, and we bought Miguel the singer down. Mm -hmm. And uh, this one, this one Ross and this one Ross and Meek had just jumped off. Meek had just dropped. I'm a boss, right? Oh, okay. So we bought uh, 
Gucci down and Ross and Ross and Meek killed us. Mm. They did. But, <laughs> <laughs> they, ain't gonna lie. they got they killed us. But uh, so I think that was two thousand. I don't know twenty. 17, 20, something I like that. I think it was around that time. I yeah. remember. I was like, damn, I, I never been, but I wanted to go. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah. Was dope. yeah. So being a party promoter, you stopped at 2017, 20? Yeah, so I stopped on, so after, uh, so we bought CIWA, I forgot what year it was, but CIWA, we bought Gucci in. Uh, that was a bad business deal with Gucci Mane, but uh, not him, but the partners I was with. Yeah. And then we bought Miguel down that same weekend. Mm. Three months later, I bought uh, Yo Gotti down to, uh, to a club in Rock Hill. This and Yo Gotti, we had uh, all white everything, cocaine crazy. Mm -hmm. We paid him like 20000 He came down to Rock Hill. But this long story short is, then I was I was the, the most high, I felt the most high speaking to him. Right? I had a 745 BMW at age 22, right? So I remember riding down, uh, riding down the road in Rock Hill, and I heard the most high say, Chris, if you trust me, I can make all your dreams come true. I'll take you place you've never been before, right? So all these things are like kind of just battling with me. You know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm throwing parties here when I get home. Going home, reading my Bible, all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm in the back of the club, Yo Gotti on stage, cocaine crazy, singing the song, everything. You know, he came through the club, all that good stuff. And I just keep hearing the most high say, if you trust me, Chris, I make all your dreams come true. If you trust me, Chris, I make all your dreams come true. So I had one more party, basically a farewell party, had an all-white farewell party, and I stopped throwing parties, quit cold so he turkey. So he was telling you to stop. He was telling me to stop. He was definitely telling me to stop. And I, so I stopped cold turkey. And I had to give, I, in my personal opinion, I had to give up something that I was relying on, mm -hmm. and something I loved doing. I gave that up and relied on him. And now he didn't took me places I've never seen before. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. How do you even trust the voice in your head? To it was a, it was an urge, man. Like it, it was, a, it was a real urge. I know sometimes if I didn't come home and sometimes I was just like an urge, Chris, pick up your Bible, read it from the front to back, front to back, front to back. So I did that. Right. And I couldn't tell you nothing I read. Mm. I read the Bible from A to Z, and I couldn't tell you anything I read. Mm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm. For the most part. But, uh, you know, as, as years came along, years came along, and I went back and I started actually studying for mm. understanding. You know, I, I kind of got a better understanding. But it's just, it's a, it's a feeling, man. And that feeling was like, Chris, mm. you got to do this. Like, mm. I mean, I'm throwing. Do what? <laughs> I had, <laughs> right. It's, it's, that's, that's the thing yeah. about it. But in my case, it was literally, I felt the need. I, I felt the need that I had to give up throwing parties because I relied on it. Mm. I relied on throwing parties. I, I love throwing parties. All that mm. stuff. Like it was something I relied on. And I really had to and truly had to give it up and rely on the most high and he was going to take me where I need to go and show me different things. A couple years down the line, you... A couple years down the line, I call it my, wheel, I call it my wilderness stage, right? Uh, so after I stopped throwing parties, I'm entrepreneur spirit, right? Mm. So I'm, I'm doing nothing entrepreneurship. Well, I started selling hair for a minute, right? Uh, getting bundles from China and all that mm -hmm. stuff, me and my wife. But it was nothing like I was previously doing. And uh, during that whole process, I just got closer and closer to him. He's working on me, working on me, working on me, getting closer to him, having praise and worship sessions in the middle of our, uh, we had a town home at the time, having praise and worship sessions, listening, listening to uh, like, John, you know, Jonathan Reynolds, all these guys, Travis, uh, all these, uh, the gospel singers and everything. Cause I grew up in the church, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, from there, he really just started showing me things. Man, when I say he started showing me things, he really and truly took my life from here all the way to up here. Like that song, Smoky Norfolk, called Dear God, Thank You For My Life. That's one song I listen to and it's just, it's crazy. That's how I was able to do what I did in corporate America mm -hmm. with not with none of the credentials that I needed for it, mm -hmm. right? The way not, as far as the stock market, as far as just business in general, man, it's just, mm -hmm. I give all glory to him, so all praise to the most high. Praise God.
You go to church every Sunday? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't go to church at all. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you confused me a little bit. <laughs> I know, right? So no, I don't. Uh, I haven't. Honestly, I haven't been to church, and I haven't been to church in probably about probably about four or five years, like regularly, right? Uh, I don't go to church. Why? Um, so I, I identify as an Israelite, not the Israelites that say white people not going to make it to heaven, not the racist Israelites, <laughs> right? I, I identify as I wanted, as, uh, as my ancestors are from, are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob from the Bible, mm-hmm. right? And I am a descendant of those, right? So, uh, that's as far as identify, but as far as their theology and their thought process, some of them. I don't believe that white people can't go to heaven and all that stuff. Like, I believe all people are God's children and go to heaven. Mm. So I identify as an Israelite. So when I do go, when I do worship, we go to the uh, tabernacle or we uh, on the Sabbath and all that good stuff. Israelite. Yeah. So you've never been in church? Yeah, I've been in church. I grew up in Amy's Island. Grew up in a, okay. Grew up in Amy's Island you told your, you told, all my life. You told your parents this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my mom, she's actually a minister. How, did, how does she feel about you being Israelite? Oh, no, nah, she had no problem with it. Because the thing about it, I mean, of course, it, I mean, when you first start off in it, right, and you, uh, and you, start, saying, you start saying certain things and telling people certain things, they don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Because you're now going against what they've been going through their entire life, what they've known their entire life, right? And what they've known is they've known tradition. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Everything that was tradition. But when you go say, okay, look, this is the Bible. This is what you say. This is what we say. Mm-hmm. Or this is what the Bible says. This is what you say. Okay, which one is right? Which one is wrong? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And then you kind of break it down from there and people start seeing it. And it's not for me to say, okay, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm like, person, listen, you do what you do. Right, right. <laughs> you see what right, I'm right. saying? No judge whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I just know where the most high led me to. And I, and I can see when he, when I was having those praise and worship sessions in that house and the things he led me to, he led me to that. And I can see where it took me so far. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I grew up in church. Okay. <clears throat> And um, I'm just the type of person that questions everything. <laughs> right. And um, right. I don't know, a lot of things that just didn't make sense. <laughs> or it just made me think a little deeper. Like, yeah. Man, it's not, like, uh. So, which led me to be, I have no religion, just spiritual. And I nope. feel like um, one day I might cling on to religion, but I feel like I need to learn different um, mm-hmm. religions, learn different information, then I make my own decision based right. on that. What is the difference between Israelite and Christianity. Like, what is what's your message versus? Well, so Christianity is a Christianity is a religion. Israelite is what most the most. Well, it's like this. I call him uh, Jesus. I call him Yahshua. Right. Yeah. Biblical times, there was no religion. Like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When, right. They didn't say it was Christian. Yeah. It was no. It was no. It was no religion. Mm-hmm. You see, what I'm saying religion came after the fact when you want to put things together and all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. It was simply was the most high said a word. You do. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you say X, Y, Z, you got his laws, his commands. No one is perfect. No one is going to live up to all the laws and commands, all the things. But it's no religion. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's like you say, for example, you say pay tithes in church. The Bible does not say you're supposed to pay 10% tithes. It doesn't say it. A tithe, the Bible says a tithe was for when the Levites were in the temple. The Levites didn't have their own land, didn't have any type of possession. So the Most High said, the Levites are my possession. And the people came and brought a tithe or a tenth to the Levites when they were in the temple, taking care of the temple. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, we have no idea who a Levite is. 
Now, the Bible says you're supposed to only give a tithe to the Levites. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Who are the Levites? Right. Who are Where the Levites? Where are now, but if you go to, but if you go to a church, now not all churches, some churches don't, right? Not all churches, right? But this was this is one of the first things that I when I first started to learn, I started questioning, right? Like you said, question everything. Mm-hmm. So when you go to a church and you say, okay, bring tenth of everything that you bring a tenth of your paycheck, mm-hmm. right? And if you don't, you're hit with you're cursed with a curse with a will a man rob God mm-hmm. with his tithes and offering, offerings. Yeah. If you break down that scripture, it's not talking about bringing ten percent to the to the uh, to the uh, church, man. So I mean, they're not gonna say that. <laughs> oh no, by no means. Because but then they ask you to quit. Well, you got to keep the lights on and all this stuff. But where's your faith? You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I want to give twenty percent, I should give be able to get twenty percent. Mm-hmm. If I want to give five percent, I should be able to get five percent. If I don't give ten percent, I'm not hit with a gift. I'm hit with a curse. Mm-hmm. And then I always see a lot of people say, "Well, ever since I start, ever since I start paying my tithes." Everything's been good. When I don't pay my tithes, everything goes wrong. Well, that's mental. That's mental. Mm-hmm. But now you now you're giving all your now you're giving God's promises to you off of you bring a ten percent into His house. If you don't right, bring ten percent out, He's right. not gonna He's not gonna bless you. And God don't work like that. They don't operate like that. No. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy twenty eight verses verse uh, Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight verses one through fourteen tell you the promises with the Most High, how the Most why, when and how and why the Most High bless you. Mm-hmm. So you read the Bible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The Bible is part of Israelite. Israel? Yeah, the, I mean, because the people in the Bible are Israelites. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, like his descendants, right? They're Israelites. All the disciples were Israelites. Disciples, Israelites. All twelve of them. All twelve of them. What was Jesus? <laughs> Jesus was born from the tribe of Judah. He was an Israelite. Oh wow. Paul was. Uh, Paul was. Uh, Paul was from the tribe of Benjamin. He was an Israelite. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So Israelite is not a religion. It's no, just, it's not a religion. Israelites are people in the Bible, right, from Jacob. So Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. Mm-hmm. Each one, each son was, uh, each son had their own tribe, for example, right? So mm-hmm. that's why it's called the 12 tribes of Israel, mm-hmm. right? And that's it. It's not a, it's not a religion. It's, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's, <clears throat> it's your, it's your heritage. It's like your cousin, your mm-hmm. first cousin. Like mm-hmm. you, I'm a Jackson, so we all Jacksons. Right, right, See right, what I'm saying? Right, but right. Israel. Ethnicity. Mm-hmm. There you go. Exactly. Ethnicity. It's not a religion at all. And that's the thing about Christianity. Christianity focuses on uh, religion and certain things that they put in place that doesn't, it's not biblical. And no one's perfect. So I'm mm-hmm. not bashing on Christianity or Christians or anything because, you know, y'all can still be considered a Christian myself because right, right, I'm right. a follower of Christ. <clears throat> this is what a Christian is. Yeah. Now, they, they, uh, they kind of like took us away from, um, what I'm trying to say. Basically, you see a lot of white Israelites. <laughs> um, that's what I'm saying. Jews and, and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, but, okay. What do you feel about? Okay. Are we the real Jews? Yeah, I believe we are. Uh-huh. Yeah, I believe. Uh, so, people use the word Jews for Israelites now. Right. But previously, Jews are, if you're from the tribe of Judah, you're considered a Jew. Yeah. If you're from the tribe of Benjamin, you're a Benjamite, right? Right. You see what I'm saying? So, but people just use Jews and it's, now, like the, the language, and just kind of say that's right. Israelites, right? When but, black people say that you, they're Israelite, they look at them a little crazy. They look at us crazy, right? Yeah. So if I and if I say I'm an Israelite, people like I've had plenty, of, uh, you know, discussions with people and all that stuff. But oh, they say you're not an Israelite. Mm-hmm. They say you you're uh, you're a Gentile, <laughs> <laughs> right? And so and I always ask so the question. Disrespectful. And I always ask the question. I say, so what makes me more Gentile than an Israelite? I say, how can you prove that I'm a Gentile? 
then I'm an Israelite. Mm. And, you know, so like I say, no one knows nothing 100%, 100% fact, but I operate off of I'm an Israelite. My descendants were, uh, my descendants were slaves. Mm -hmm. They came from, uh, they came from a total other continent. They didn't mm -hmm. ask to be here. <laughs> you see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And if you go back and actually do the biblical, you, do, you go back and do the research, you will see that a lot of Israelites were, uh, was brought over in the land of slave trade. Mm -hmm. All across the world. <clears throat> Learn something new every day. <laughs> uh, do y'all have your own book? No, it's just the Bible. Just the Bible. Just the Bible. Okay. Just to refer back to the stories. Okay. Not really. No, no, I'm asking. Not, not to research Christianity. It's basically to, it's basically, the Bible is the way to live your life. It gives you stories on history and how yeah. to like live your life, right? So you, you guys use the book just for the stories and how to so live your life. Think about this. The Bible is not a, the Bible is a history book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you read the Bible, you will see the Bible is a history book about one set of people, mm -hmm. which is Israel. That's all the Bible is about. The Bible tells you about Adam, Eve, mm -hmm. Cain, Abel, mm -hmm. Seth. And it takes you, it takes Seth and go through all the Seth bloodline. Noah, all them people, mm -hmm. and it all goes to Israelite, Israel, right? Mm -hmm. The Bible is nothing but a history book telling the history of Israel. Mm -hmm. That's all it, that's all it is. So when we say stories, we're not necessarily, we believe these are real stories. These are mm -hmm. real people. King David, King Solomon, these are mm -hmm. real people. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, Yahshua, Jesus, he's a real person. There's, there's other, there's other manuscripts talking about Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. There's other, Talking about him as a man, not for him just doing all of these uh, signs and wonders. Mm -hmm. Just talking about, oh, this is the brother of such and such. See what I'm saying? So when you think about the Bible, the Bible is a history. It's truly a history book. For example, like you, for example, if someone wants to write a book about you and they mm -hmm. and, and 100 years later come back and see it, it's a history book about you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's what the Bible is. And it's all about Israel. Mm -hmm. Now, the Bible, mm -hmm. this is why I stopped reading Gotcha. <laughs> because uh -huh. how I feel about the Bible, not saying, mm -hmm. not taking anything away from it, but yeah. I feel like the people who control mm -hmm. the Bible, Christianity, mm -hmm. the people that run this world, mm -hmm. they control everything. And mm -hmm. this is when I start thinking, I got to question things. Gotcha. If these people control everything that we have, mm -hmm. why would they give us this information without trying to manipulate us, trick us in any type of way. So like, I believe the Bible is true, but I mm -hmm. think it's like some things they just inserted in there mm -hmm. to kind of throw you off. <laughs> believe gotcha. Gotcha. The thing is, this the thing about it is when you read the Bible and put yourself in the actual Bible, I mean, mm -hmm. the first time I was like, I was reading and, and this, I was younger, but I didn't pay no attention. I'm like King David ain't he's not white. Right. He's a black man. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So when you read in the, when you read in the Bible and you see, okay, Abraham, Isaac, mm -hmm. Jacob, and all these people in the Bible, like, they got the same skin color I got, the mm -hmm. same complexion I got. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then you start reading and reading and reading, and you start hearing, listening to what the actual words are saying. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, this is not saying what I've been, this is not saying what I've heard it's been saying all the time, because now I'm putting myself in this book and I'm seeing myself in this book and the things that it's saying, I'm seeing my people went through, my people that came before me went through these certain things. Mm -hmm. So if you read, if you look at it, the Bible is not necessarily a controlling type thing. Mm -hmm. It's not a, because if that's the case, if I, I would say this, 
if other people, the people that control the universe, such mm-hmm. and such, all that good stuff, right? Or control the world we live in. If they were trying to control the world through the Bible, they would take out a whole lot of stuff and say. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? A whole lot of stuff mm-hmm. to say because it, the Bible truly strictly tells us that, hey, the people in the Bible are people of color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would took that out. Mm-hmm. But we just got to look at it different. We got to stop thinking that, hey, uh, they gave us this Bible in slavery times. Now that mm-hmm. Bible been there. They just use the, they just use obey your slave master and all that stuff during slavery to keep gotcha. us in bondage. But if you truly listen to what it says, it says every man, it says, listen, you should live your life more abundantly. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You should live it. You should have, you, uh, you can't here to be fruitful and multiply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what I'm saying? I got that from that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I did get that part. <laughs> um, what principles do y'all live by? Because other religions like, okay, Muslims, mm-hmm. they pray five times a day, mm-hmm. you know, they fast. Christians, uh, I don't even know that person. What, what, what is yeah, the yeah. Israelite principle? Like, yeah. how do you guys live your life, like the structure of it? Yeah, I mean, my main thing is, you know, uh, basically put no God before, you know, put no woman before the most high, right? But love your brother, right? mm-hmm. love your neighbor, mm-hmm. those things. and. Uh, I mean, honestly, those are the main things, you know, you can obey, observe the Sabbath, but no one is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't observe the Sabbath like I, like I, uh, some other people may, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying, and things like that. But the main thing is, man, I just love the most high. Love the most high, make sure I mm-hmm. honor my wife, honor my father, you know, those things, and love my neighbor and all those things. And no, like I say, no one is perfect. So yeah. that's why when people rag on other people, like, bro, chill, look at that, look at that lump in your eye you got. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you see yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? So, uh, but. I mean, honestly, that's, that's, that's truly one of the main things is love the most high. I think when you uh, love yourself, I mean, I'm sorry, when you love God, mm-hmm. um, it's hard for you to, you know, like make fun of people and yeah. do yeah. crime and, you know, do wrong because it's like, okay, I'm living for God and, you know, God is here. God is watching me. Right. So I, w- I don't want to disappoint mm-hmm. God. You know, so that's, I think that <clears throat> a lot of people don't even, I ain't gonna say that, but uh, <laughs> they're just unconscious. Yeah, you know, they're just not conscious of you know just God and and, and the powers of God. And do you think we're gods? Well, that- I think we are gods. Yes. Uh, so it so people say that in different ways, and people say it in different ways. So uh, when we first got here, put on put on Earth, we the intention was for us to be gods. Mm-hmm. Because we would, we had there was no expiration date for our life. Mm-hmm. Think about when Adam came. Adam was never going to die. He was never going to die until they ate from the tree, and then mm-hmm. they everything was revealed. They realized they was naked, all these things, and then the Most High put a limit on your life. You mm-hmm. see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, but as, are we gods right now? I don't. I wouldn't say that we're gods in the standpoint of view is. Oh, I'm a God. Look at me. No, we're we're not. Mm-hmm. We're not. I believe that we the Most High blew His precious breath into us. Mm-hmm. And we do have that spirit. We have the spirit of the most high in us. And we also have our fleshly spirit. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I don't necessarily believe that we're, uh, we're gods. But at the same time, we, the intentions work. But we actually, since we have free we will, we failed. That. We failed. <laughs> we failed. Yeah. The story of Adam and Eve and the apple, mm-hmm. that story, do you really believe it was humans? Because some people would believe that Adam was the, the atom. Mm-hmm. Eve was the electrons. Gotcha. And whatever. <laughs> now, which do you believe it was people, or do you believe it was like it's a, the story was trying to break down a different way? It was misinterpreted. No, nah, I believe the story. The story is a story. 
So it was the woman that that yeah, drove it was, us. It was a man. It was a, it was a man and a woman. And, right. the, and the woman drove us to the ground. That was <laughs> trying to say. And, it, and listen, that was the woman, the woman ate. The woman told the man to eat the apple, or so, whatever it was. That she said it was the apple, yeah. apple, whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing about it is, it was more so. It was if you think about it, really, if you fo- honestly focus on it, it's deeper than that. You have it. It shows us that humans and men, we're we're greedy. Mm-hmm. Because you got everything you want right everything here. You, want. you just can't have that one right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. That's an even in, in relationship with men. Yeah, yeah. You can have everything over here. Yeah. That one right there. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Or you can have the perfect wife over here, but there's something over there that you just want to go and grab. And if you go and grab it, it's gonna mess up everything. everything. But if you stay over here, stick to the what you got mm-hmm. and be satisfied with what you got and be happy with what you got, take care of what you got. You passing those tests. I look at everything as tests, and when yeah. look at everything as tests, and if you mm-hmm. pass that test, you get elevated to the next level. Mm-hmm. If you fail that test, you got to stay back down and live alone. Yeah, life is a test. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. So it's safe to say that women give bad advice to men. <laughs> no, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. I love Miss Kristen Gamble Jackson. <laughs> hey, she gives me great advice. <laughs> well, if they tell you to eat something, just be careful. <laughs> just be careful uh-huh. they tell you to eat something, right? <laughs> I had to ask that. <laughs> uh, you won't get me caught up with that. Uh-huh. All right. Um, they going to counsel me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, back to your course, man, before we get out of here. Yeah. Um, what can people expect from your course? Like, are you breaking everything down from A to Z and I take your program and I can go make me some money? Yep. So we got, uh, so I have my mastermind and I have my challenge, right? But my mastermind, what I do is I break everything down from A to Z. Mm-hmm. I spend five days with you, five days in the evening, five days, four days in the morning. We train live in the real market. In the evening time, we doing, uh, we teach coaching for six to nine. I'm teaching right. you everything you know. It's, it's crazy. I break everything down to you. I want those people to say, listen, if I'm going to show you something, I'm going to show it to you. Oh, that's in my mastermind. But in my challenge, I actually got a challenge coming up uh, August, I think August 13th, August 14th. And it's a stock option and Airbnb challenge. Mm. So basically, we're going to show you about stock options and we're going to show you about Airbnb as well. Oh, wow. You yeah. do Airbnb or somebody else? No, my partner, Jay Dinks. He does, uh, he does Airbnb. Now, does the mastermind come with the course or is yeah. it two separate things? So the mastermind is it's a five-day live. Five uh-huh. days live, and you get to keep all the classes, all the records, uh-huh. all that good stuff. When I buy the course, I get the mastermind. Yeah, so when you sign up for the mastermind, and then we have a date. So I do six masterminds a year. I'm trying to figure out if I buy the course. <laughs> do you got a course, right? Yeah, I got a course. Do I get in the mastermind? <laughs> so the, okay, let me break it down. He ain't gonna say yes or no. Go ahead. Let's just think about it. People get confused when I call myself a mastermind. Uh-huh. Let's say if I call it a master class. Master class. My master class is a five day master class, mm-hmm. right? You know, some people got masterminds and it's like a year long master. Yeah, right? that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what you think. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let's say this: I got a master class, right? Gotcha. And then my master class is a five day master class. Okay. So okay. when you pay for that, you get my five day master class, and then I break all this stuff down to you from A to Z. Great. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How long you been teaching? Uh, about four years now. What's your success rate? Uh, I would say this. I honestly can't give you a success rate. When people give success rates, I always call it, I always say, how can you give a success rate? Because sometimes some people don't come back and tell you they were successful. Right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. but what I can tell you this, I know people that have came and t- have taken my class and they've quit their job after a year. Mm-hmm. But I have come people who've taken my class who did absolutely nothing with it. Be just, being, just being completely honest with you. Because yeah, yeah. we don't trade over a thousand people. 
out of a thousand people, I can't say, oh, I got a 75, 85% success rate. I'll be lying to you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you see gotcha, what I'm saying? Gotcha, gotcha. I just tell you what I, what I tell you, the people that come back, some people say, hey, Chris, I'm struggling. Some people say, hey, Chris, this stuff, I'm, I'm take, I am took off. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Some people say, Chris, I haven't done absolutely nothing with the class. I just haven't had the time for it. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. give you all three. I done bought courses, man. Didn't even. Didn't touch them. Didn't touch it, bro. <laughs> didn't 2000, touch gone down the drain, bro. <laughs> just sitting in my inbox. <laughs> Forgot to pay. I hate it. I hate because he'd be like, hey, I'd be so fired up when I'm listening. I bet I might go. And then life hit me, bro. Life exactly. hit me. Life is something. Yeah. And that's why I trade. That's why I do my live, though. I want yeah. my life because I don't want you just to, okay, you can, you pay for it and then you sit there and do it on your own time. Nah, yeah. come live with me. Gotcha. Come live, watch me trade live. Yeah. Like, watch me teach this whole thing live and it's going to put you on fire. Because once you learn about this stock market, I'm telling you, once you learn about this stock market, you're going to be like, holy crap. Mm. You're going to say, there's nowhere in the world I've been walking around on this earth all my life and nobody told me about this stock market. I was pissed off when people, when, they, when I first learned about the stock market. My problem is, bro, every time somebody sit here and tell me what they do, bro, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to go do that too. Because it seems like yo, you, you saying like it's so easy and I need to do it. I really want to go do this, but I know that it's not I, easy. I know. And you got to, you probably had the time to do it. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to put saying. too much on my plate. Yep. Go spend his money with you. But I, what I do want to do is like put other people in position, but right. don't nobody had a hunger like me. I want bread. I want some yeah. money, but everybody not like me. Got to. You got you to gotta be. That's why I tell you, you got to be. You, when I say you got to be, I ask everybody when they come to class, say, listen, there's three type of people. Somebody going to take this thing and run off with it. Mm. Somebody gonna sit there and take this information, nothing with it. Some people gonna say, okay, let me get my life together first, and then I'm gonna jump into it. Yeah, right? yeah. Like this person, this, this uh, lady named Kia Gaines, she came into the course December 2021, right? December 2021, she came into the course. December 2020, I mean, January 2022, she posted in the chat, oh, I just had a $2,000 day, a $1,500 day, I had a $4,000 day, I had an $8,000 day. She went through that year period of learning. Winning ups and downs. I call it the, I call it the uh, new edition stage, mm. right? Can you stand the rain? Can you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can you stand the rain? Because you you go win some, lose yeah. some, win some, lose some. Can you stand the rain? Now tell everybody if you get past that, can you stand the rain? I call it the uh, R and B psychology trading. Get to stage four of the R and B psychology trade. Mm-hmm. It's called babyface. Mm. Every time I close my eyes, I thank the Lord that <laughs> I got you. So you're going to wake up every morning uh-huh. and you're going to tell the most, you're going to be telling the most, I thank you for this stock market uh-huh. because you literally turn the stock market to your own personal ATM machine. Got you. It happens. Mm. How much time are you spending a day? Because they got one minute trade, five minute trade. Mm-hmm. What are you into? I try to trade between 9 and 11. 9 and 11. 9, eight, 9 a.m. I get, I'm doing all my pre market. Around 9 a.m., 8.30, 9 a.m., the market opens. I don't trade before 10 a.m., so I'm trying to make my play between 10 to 11, 10, 11, 13. Now, sometimes I get stuck in trades longer, but I want to make my trades and be done for the day. What's the goal amount for the day? Is my it- goal is to make $1,000 a day. Just $1,000? $1,000 a day. If I make more, I make more. If I make less, I make less. $1,000? $1,000 a day. So if you, it's 251, it's 251 trading days in the year. If I make $1,000 a day, that's $250,000 for the year. That is sweet. I would, I would, I like yeah, that. that. I mean, and the thing about it is you're not going to make a thousand every day. Some days you might lose 3,000. Yeah. I don't had days I lost $10,000, right? But I don't had days I lost, I don't want uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand mm-hmm, dollars right? Mm-hmm. And the main thing is, Minimize your losses, yeah. maximize your gains. Mm-hmm. That's why working at Bank of America, working at Wells Fargo, working at Citibank has put me in that thought process, Chris, risk management. Because mm-hmm. the banks, the, the banks make money because of the risk management, the risk and controls in yeah. the banks. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we because basically we go on the back end, we make sure that everything is running smooth so you don't lose like, the bank don't lose all its money. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, I have one more question for you. 
And it was, I can't remember the question, but <laughs> um, yeah, like you don't have to get rich, you know, no. like a, a easy, not an easy, but an extra right. 50 right. a year. Added to the thirty thousand I make a year already. Yeah, you good. Well, you make a, if you make a hundred dollars a day trade stock option, that's twenty five thousand dollars a year extra. That's a hundred dollars a day on average. Mm -hmm. That's twenty five thousand dollars extra in a year. And if you make two hundred, that's fifty thousand. Mm -hmm. You make four hundred, that's a hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. Once you learn the skill set, you can do the skill set for the rest of your life. It's not a fly by. Oh, you selling this product and it's gonna be gone in two weeks. Nah. Okay. Wait. Wait. I got one more question. Okay. So now. If it's a two or three week hold, okay, how can you trade in between that? Yep. So you can hold stocks. Like for example, say if I'm holding Amazon, mm -hmm. I got a two, three week hold on Amazon. I can sell it whenever I want to, but I can come over here and trade Apple at the same time. So as it's sitting it's on the sitting two, three, uh -huh. yep. I can trade. I can go over and trade mm -hmm. more Amazon. I can trade Apple. I can trade Spot. Trade whatever I want to trade. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, all right. The expiration date. Okay. Now, if I'm trading every day, okay, I got Amazon, I got Apple. Mm -hmm. Now, the expiration date is holding this. Mm -hmm. So all I'm doing is finding more trades, but I can't get out, right? You can get out if you got a, if you got a few expiration date. Say you get out on a say you do a two year expiration date, uh -huh. and in the first ten minutes you make a thousand dollars. You can sell right in there. You don't have to hold it for two years. No penalties. Mm -mm. What? You can sell whenever you want to. Okay. So that's the thing. This is why people do they call leaps. They hold it for two years. Like somebody like you, for example, with mm -hmm. a busy schedule, what you would do is you would say, okay, let me understand when the stock's at a good buying place. Mm -hmm. Okay, boom. I see Apple's at a great buying place. I'm going to buy in on Apple, hold it for two years. So now you're giving that stock two years to do whatever it needs to do. Mm -hmm. So if it starts off going down, you're like, okay, no matter, I got to hold it two years. Mm -hmm. And they say, no, it's going up. It go up. It go up. You're in positive numbers. Boom, now you done made $10,000. you are like, okay, I'm going to take my $10,000 out. After six, seven months, I'm mm -hmm. taking my $10,000 out profit. Boom, there you go. But you got two years before you have to sell it. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's what that's what a lot of that's what a lot of people do as far as if they don't have they don't have time mm -hmm. or they don't say that I just don't I don't want to trade. I just more so want to invest. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. <clears throat> and that's the game. I'm gonna be honest, that's a game changer. Mm -hmm. Like literally, leaps, leaps are a game changer. I feel like I need to put somebody on this, man. <laughs> well, man, this was a great interview, bro. We talked about religion, God. Israelites making some money. <laughs> um, if you got anything for the people right there, man. Definitely. Uh, hit them. Everybody listen. That's what I say. You got to look at yourself as uh, look at yourself as a corporation, right? And in that corporation, you got 24 shares. So basically your day, you got 24 hours. Okay. Eight hours of your day goes to sleep, supposedly. So now you got 16 hours remaining. Okay. So you give about, if you work a full-time job, you give about 10 hours to that job, wake up early in the morning, you know, hour traffic on your way home, hour traffic to work, right? So you got six hours left of your day to do whatever you want to do in your day. But if you got kids, you got family, you got a uh, spouse or whatever, how much time do you actually have for yourself? Mm -hmm. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How much time do you have for yourself? So what you should be doing is, you should be asking yourself, I just gave a company, an organization, 10 hours of my time, of my shares that don't care anything about me. Mm. And they told me, I'm going to pay you $100,000 for your 10 shares. They told you how much your 10 shares, the most valuable time of your life is worth. They told you a price on it. 
and you took that price. So what you should be doing every single day of your life is trying to find a way how to buy back those 10 shares. And you don't have to buy all the 10 shares back. If you buy back four of those shares, now that leaves six shares over there and now you have 10 shares. So now you control your life. Mm -hmm. But as long as that corporation, as long as that organization can have 10 shares, 10 hours of your day or 10 shares of your life, they control your life. They tell you when to go to lunch, when to go on vacation, when to come home, uh, when you can go to school, uh, go get off work, go pick up your kids, when to stay late, all that stuff. They control your life. You have to find something else to control your life. And you got to buy back your time, buy back your shares. So do whatever you got to do to buy that back. Do whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to do. Buy his course. (laughs) (laughs) It's been another great episode of Rich and Unemployed, the podcast, greatest podcast in the world. Until next time. Peace.